Yes, yes, yes. On a Monday. Styles and Watkins, only Styles today. Chris Watkins is enjoying his time, I would hope, in Las Vegas after watching that barn burner of a game with the Raiders and the Vikings. I mean, I'm I'm happy for Chris that the Vikings won, and at least it's not a, a long trip. You know, a lot of those Viking fans out there are either from Minnesota or from somewhere else, so came a long ways, and at least they saw a W because that was a terrible game. I had the multi-view going on the TV just, just because, but... I mean, even the sound of that game sounded boring. I had to keep on turning up the volume when I went to that specific game because I thought something was wrong with the audio, but it was just how boring that game was. So shout out to Chris. Hopefully he's enjoying his time out there. And at least you walked away with a W. It wasn't the most exciting game, but you got a W. Dobbs gets benched, right? So you see Money Mullins, Nick Mullins come in, another product of the Shanahan system since we're going to go there with Brock Purdy a little bit later. So, yeah, good for the Vikings and the Raiders are in a very familiar place where they are not bad enough to get a top pick, maybe if they continue to lose, possibly, but not good enough to make the playoffs or do anything that would make the fans want to be excited. So that is a familiar place for the Raiders, and the Vikings are continuing to just hang around. So shout-out to the Vikings, shout-out to Chris Watkins. He will be back tomorrow. We have... Plenty to get to today as we talk about the Eagles, whether or not they are cooked. The Niners taking care of the Seahawks. The Lakers win the in-season tournament, and people had a lot to say about how the Lakers celebrated and LeBron popping the little mini bottles of champagne that you get on an airplane, right? I think a lot of that is just people hating on LeBron. I'm not really sure what he's supposed to do in that situation. You win the in-season tournament. There are bottles of champagne there. Are you just supposed to, okay, can I get a glass, right? I just want to drink these with class because this isn't, or, 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 or he just sits there and doesn't open the champagne, right? And says, we're waiting for the real thing. So I think a lot of that is just people like to hate. And speaking of hate, as I alluded to in the crossover, the crosstalk with Jason Rossin and Carmichael Dave, we'll talk about the Brock Purdy hate. And my thought process on it, not to give too much away, is that maybe, just maybe, Niner fans are overblowing it just a little bit. Can you really have a lot of hate when Vegas has you as a top two favorite to win the MVP? Really? I mean, the only reason he's not number one is because the Cowboys and Dak Prescott just beat the Eagles, which is what Brock did last week. And if the Niners win out and the Eagles and the Cowboys do not win out, Brock Purdy is going to win MVP. But you go on social media and you let them tell it, and you would think that Brock Purdy is still 10th in MVP voting. I think Niner fans, and look, I know the Nick Wrights of the world, the Steven Ruizes of the world, I'm guilty of it. We've talked about them on this show. But it gets to a point where you literally, quite literally, had to wait not even two full seasons for your guy to go from mystery relevant to being the MVP frontrunner or second place to, to Dak Prescott, who, by the way, they're going to lose again. The Cowboys are going to lose. They still have a gauntlet. I believe they still have the Dolphins and they still have the Bills. I cannot see the Cowboys winning out. Meanwhile, if the Niners are able to beat the Ravens, you got the, you got the Cardinals first, but if you're able to beat the Cardinals, beat the Ravens, and if you win out, Brock Purdy's going to win MVP. So I get it. 
there are always going to be people that disrespect your guy. But that is not a Brock Purdy thing. That's a every sport and every premium position type of thing. Okay? Let Tom Brady tell it. Let Patrick Mahomes tell it. People out here still say Patrick Mahomes, product of Andy Reid. What is he going to do without Tyreek Hill? The guy that Brock is going to play on Christmas, Lamar Jackson. He's still got haters and he has an MVP. Mahomes has two. So I do think, not to get too much into it right now, I do think that Niner fans are to the point where you are looking for something that is unattainable. And maybe it's fun. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to take that underdog approach and every time Brock lets go of a a big pass, look at this. You said he couldn't do this when Vegas, where do you think Vegas is getting those ideas from to have him top three, top two, number one, and MVP favorites? They're not just pulling it out of thin air, okay? They know what the writers think. Nick Wright doesn't have an NFL MVP vote. I don't believe Callan Cowherd does either. But part of it, I believe, is fun to fans. It's fun to fans, all right? So we're going to get into that. Shohei Otani, even though I don't want to talk about it, signs with the Dodgers $700 million over the next 10 years. The number, all of a sudden, if you're a Giants fan, oh my goodness, is too high. Can you stop? Can we, can we stop with that? Okay. I, I just can't stand when people carry water for a team and change narratives. When Shohei was on the market, how many Giants fans and Giants media said, give him a blank check? Even with, you thought maybe he'd be a little bit cheaper because of the Tommy John, but give him a blank check. Now all of a sudden that the Dodgers got, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have paid for that. Just stop. If you found out that Farhan offered him $800 million and he decided to go to the Dodgers, you wouldn't say, oh, that's too much. You would have said, hey, good on Farhan for putting that money forward. Too bad he didn't take it. And we don't know. Maybe he did. But now all of a sudden, because the Dodgers got him, well, I didn't want to pay. Okay, so now what? Go back to arbitration. That's what the Giants like to do. So we're going to talk about the the, the Giants not getting Shohei and the Dodgers getting him and what's next for the Giants. And, of course, we're going to talk Kings because they got the Nets tonight. The Nets a team, you know, you talk about a league pass team. I don't think a lot of us have seen a lot of Nets action Obviously, they got Macau Bridges, and they got some guys that can do some things. The Nets are starting their West Coast run. I believe they play the Warriors as well. So we will break down that game. We got the dog segment at 1.30, and I want to hear from you, 916-339-1140. The phones are open all day. I'm in here. I got Chris Verlott in here for a little bit. Simone's going to come in a little later. So I'm taking, if you ever thought about calling in, But, Alan, you talk too much, and then you throw over to Chris, and there's not any time. Today is your day to call in, and let's have a conversation. The text line is open as well. I'm reading everything. I'm reacting to everything. You got four hours. Just Alan Stiles. Chris Watkins will be back tomorrow. We can't wait to have him and and hear about his experience in Vegas, at least what's allowed to say on air. At 11, we have Emil Fergoso, our Sacktown Sports 49ers insider, and we got not one, but two segments with Emil, so it's very nice of him to join us. We're talking Niners, and maybe I'll throw my Brock Purdy take to Emil, see how he's feeling. And then at 1 o'clock, we have Jeff Young, editor for Around the Foghorn. He will be joining us to talk Giants as well. So, yeah, Chris Verlod, give me, give, me, give me a breather here. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing uh, it's a long weekend. It was, well, it was, right? And we talked a little bit about it. By the way, if you came out 
for the Santa Parade in downtown. Thank you for for showing up and showing out. Chris and I, Chris, what side were we on? Because you may not have heard me and Chris. We had Mix 96 on one side of the parade. We were at the beginning. So if you were towards the beginning of the parade, you probably saw Chris and myself getting down. Yeah, we were at the N Street side. So N and 12th, like right where everything was happening. There you go. And it was a great time, right? Yeah, cool. Who was your favorite? Who was your favorite float? Uh, I like the uh, the car. Uh, I did like the uh, uh, the car club that came through. Mm-hmm. Like the Ghostbusters and the uh, Ghostbusters. That Jurassic was legit. Park. That was, I think it was legit. like a bunch of things. Jurassic Park, Pixar. Right, they had Pixar, which you know. So Chris and I, we were going off of we were going off of what we were being told, or we had a sheet, right? But hey, it's live. It's a live event. Things can happen. So oh, there's that wild pirate ship. The pirate <laughs> ship that was one of the best floats. I, I was literally just trying to say through the mic, guys, this is a ridiculous float right here. Like this could win awards. With this the working is, cannons, right? With working cannons. So it was a great time. Anybody that came out, I hope you were. I hope you stayed warm because it was chilly. I thought that the weather would break at some point. It did not, but at least there was no wind. I, I can't complain too much. At least there was no wind. There was that slight little breeze that was just like cutting through you. Yeah, a bit. yeah. Just don't need it. Don't don't need it. Okay, so that was a good time. Caesar nine one six on the YouTube chat. Our sack chat saying Giants need to open that checkbook. Stop being cheap and cash out for talent. I want to know, and then. After Otani signs, word on the street, and we're hearing from MLB media writers, the Giants weren't even finalists. So this idea that, you know, Giants fans just can't really catch a break. When Giants fans, or when the Giants are up number one, number two, right, to get these top free agents, it doesn't happen. Then in this situation... They weren't there. We heard Cubs. We heard Dodgers. We heard Blue Jays. We thought, oh, maybe the Giants are working in the background. Turns out they weren't. Turns out they weren't. So we will get into Shohei Otani. We will get into the Lakers winning the in-season tournament. We will get into the Kings taking on the Nets at home. Hopefully we get a Monday beam. And we will get into the Niners, not just Brock Purdy, but what that team did to the Seahawks, or as I call them, the Sea Chickens. It's Styles and Watkins. Just Styles tonight. Just Styles today. Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Just Styles today, as Chris Watkins is enjoying a vacation, a much-earned vacation. That guy, he works so darn hard. Not only does he do this show, but he's also got you for King's postgame on YouTube. So good on Chris for getting out there. And that's just a quick note to everybody, right? I saw this. A lot of a lot of you, you're still getting to know me. And look, I got a lot of talking to do today, so you should know me a little bit better. A lot of people, I, I read something that said, you know, I came from the tech world, and a lot, and I read something that said, you know, in the tech world, a lot of places have unlimited PTO. And I read something that said, and you know, some places don't, or a lot of a lot of places don't. And I read something that said, if you actually look at the numbers for people that take PTO. For those who have "quote unquote" unlimited PTO versus those that have an allotted period of time, they're actually pretty close. And why is that? That's because people, and I think it's just society, specifically America, the United States of America, they are afraid to take vacations. They are afraid to 
to enjoy themselves. There's just such a fear of somebody's going to take my spot and somebody is going to to it's going to make me look like I can be replaced. So go out there and enjoy yourself. Okay, life is too short. We've seen so many things happen over the past couple of years where there are layoffs and 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 this happens and that happens. When somebody's getting ready to lay you off, you think that they look and they say, well, this person didn't take as much vacation as the other person, so let's, let's keep them instead. No, okay? They're looking at the numbers, so go out there, and if you feel like enjoying yourself, go out there and enjoy yourself. And if you do have a certain amount of vacation hours, I know a lot of times they roll over, make sure you use them, okay? That's just a little TED Talk from me, but I had to say it because... I think that it happens way too often where people don't think enough about themselves and you blink and you didn't enjoy yourself. So go out there and treat yourself. All right. And Chris Watkins will be back tomorrow and we will be breaking down whatever happens with Kings Nets as this. I'm not going to say this is a must win, but I will say we've been over. We'll go over the schedule that the mini gauntlet is coming. The The gauntlet for the Niners is over. The gauntlet, the mini gauntlet for the Kings is coming as they have a back-to-back. And they have three games within, I believe, three games within four days where they take on the Suns, who I believe Kevin Durant should be back by then. You have Kevin Durant and the Suns, and Bradley Beal, I believe, is coming back this week to the Suns. So you have the Suns, you have the Celtics, and you have the Timberwolves. So that's going to be a rough stretch for, the Celtics might be first. But either way, they play all three of those teams within four days. So that's going to be a tough stretch, which turns games against the Nets, no disrespect whatsoever, to the Nets. But you got to get this W. You just have to get this W. And just like the Niners got this W as they take care of the Seahawks, Drew Locke actually looked better than I I think a lot of us thought he would. I don't think he's anything to write home about. I almost forgot how the Broncos were trying to give Drew Locke the keys. He has a favorite famous meme where he is pretending to be his singing young Jeezy and, oh, wow, this guy's down and this guy this guy's going to take us to the promised land. I have a buddy who is a, a Broncos fan and Drew Locke just wasn't it. In that trade, if you remember, because Geno Smith had been with the Seahawks and hadn't really done much, in that trade, I think a lot of people thought that, and Geno didn't look bad prior to that trade when Russell Wilson was injured, but in that trade, when Drew Locke came over, I think most of us thought that Drew Locke would get a shot, but that's when Geno balled out. So I think Drew Locke looked decent. I think Drew Locke isn't a bad quarterback, but again, if you're the Seahawks, if you're a Seahawks fan, I I would assume that you have to be, as I go to my favorite website of all time, NFL Tankathon, I think you have to be happy with not winning that game because, and I know it's tough to say, but, and, and Seahawks are 13th right now, so they're kind of in that Vegas situation, I would want to just keep losing because you need a quarterback. That's where all this starts. And Drew Locke, cool story. I just don't think of a Pete Carroll. I know he has a young spirit, but you cannot. And I know going to a rookie quarterback, obviously you're starting over, but you know what you have in Drew Locke. And I think if you're a Niners fan, you would be thrilled with either choice. You want to go with Geno for another year? Cool. You want to go with Drew Locke? Cool. So I think the Seahawks are in a very tough spot. We know that trades in the NFL don't happen too, too often. But what do you do, right? Like I said, right now they're 13th when it comes to the mock draft order. 
So you're 13th and Pete Carroll again. I think the team is young enough to maybe start over, but I look at Pete Carroll the same way I look at Popovich. I didn't understand the Popovich. I I understood that, sure, you're getting a, 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 a generational player, but I have no clue how long Popovich, I know he signed or whatever the case is, but I have no clue how long Popovich is going to want to grow with Wembenyama. It could, it could take a while, and even if Wembenyama gets good, right, you still need to make the team good. I don't think Popovich just wants to be down there in the dumpster for, for years and years and years, and I think both Popovich and Pete Carroll are on timelines where we got to speed this thing up a bit. So if I'm, if I'm the Seahawks, I start looking around, and unless you really think that you trade up and you really think a Caleb Williams is going to change the complexity of your of your whole team in one year, two years, you might need to start looking around the league and say, okay, who is a team that maybe has a guy that we think can, can maybe Jimmy G us, but Jimmy G isn't even Jimmy G. So I think the Seahawks are in a very interesting spot where they have a lot of good pieces, but they're missing the most important piece. Again, they are 13th when it comes to the NFL rank. And I really don't know where they go from here, I would I would want to not win another game. And I know people have too much pride for that, but coming from somebody who has followed the Raiders, you don't want to be in that purgatory. It's just not a good place to be in. Getting to the Eagles, who are now all of a sudden, it's funny how quick things change in life. The Eagles are all of a sudden a laughing stock. And Jalen Hurts is trash, according to everybody. And the Eagles are trash, according to everybody. They were fool's gold. And let me just say this. I felt the same way, not the same way, but I felt very similar that I did to Brock Purdy than I did Jalen Hurts, if I'm being completely honest, because Jalen Hurts had a good season last season, and he had a really good team, and he had really good weapons, and he had a good offensive line, and they had a really good defense. So he went out, he got his money just based on the timeline. Brock Purdy's going to get his money too. Don't get me wrong, I know that, but I still wanted to see more, right? And as silly as it sounds... The statement that I'm about to say, you really needed to win that Super Bowl. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds obvious. I know nobody's trying to lose a Super Bowl. But I guess what I'm really trying to say is that nothing is nothing is promised in this life, right? How many times specifically in football do we see teams that are set up for success for the next five to ten, whatever it is, and it doesn't end up happening? Things change so quickly in football, especially when you're dealing with not a seven-game series, not a five-game series, not a three-game series, a one-game playoff, right? One game each to, to, to get where you need to go. So for the Eagles to run the table like they did last season, go to the Super Bowl, lose the Super Bowl, and for those to think that they were just going to go back to the Super Bowl again, where, by the way, you made some enemies like the Niners and the Cowboys— I never really thought that the Eagles would have it like that. And then you lose your offensive coordinator. So he's gone now. And the next thing you know, nothing looks good. And they're barely beating the Giants. And they're barely beating the Commanders. Okay, but they're winning. I saw somebody say that the Eagles are the Vikings of last season. I wouldn't say that because at least the Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl appearance. And the Vikings were not. But I do think it's similar because you're looking at this thinking there's no way that this could continue. There's no way they're going to continue to be behind against what we believe to be elite teams and come back and win. I really don't even know how they managed to beat the Chiefs. And I get it that they're in a gauntlet, 
But that gauntlet, that has nothing to do with how average, right, or maybe slightly above average, their offense has looked all season long. So, long story short, I think the Eagles are cooked. I think they're done. I don't see, and I say I, I say that meaning I do not think they will go back to the Super Bowl. I don't know that I believe in the Cowboys. Personally, I just think it's the Niners' year, right? I think that we're seeing the Niners, what we've seen the last couple years with Jimmy Garoppolo, we're seeing everything that Kyle Shanahan wanted this team to be, everything that Jed York wanted this team to be, everything, everything that John Lynch wanted this team to be. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what they are right now. So barring injury, I expect there to be a parade in Santa Clara. And Chris, where would that parade be, you think? Santa Clara, they would just do it in San Francisco just because. Yeah, that's tough. Because I remember with Golden State, they kind of did a combo mm-hmm. Oakland-San Francisco. But I mean, yeah. I don't think you could do that. It's not. No, it is not that close. I mean, Santa Clara is not close. Anybody who has gone to a, a Niners game would tell you that. Yeah, those aerial photos and videos of San Francisco that you actually had to take that plane to get from Santa Clara to San Francisco. That's what you have to do. Yeah, I think I think it would just have to be in San Francisco. It would because you have to have it in yeah. San Francisco. It's very similar to when they hosted the Super Bowl. And I believe Radio Row yeah, that was, was in, San in San Francisco, but it was very confusing because – If you came from out of town and you just never looked at a Google Maps or whatever, you're thinking, oh, where's the stadium? Yeah, Yeah. I've done that with my trips before, go to soccer games and stuff. Oh, let's just stay by the stadium. Mm -hmm. But everything is not even close to the stadium. No, I went to, back in 2019, I, I was hanging out. I went to New York. And I wanted to go to a baseball game. We were staying, you know, right in the middle of everything, Times Square, all that good stuff. I'm asking my buddies, hey. I want to go check out the Bronx. Yeah, it's not really that close. Okay. Hey, can we go to a Yankee game? Yeah, it's not really that close. Okay. Hey, can we go to a Met game? Yeah, we're not really that close. So I didn't go to anything, and you just go there, and you assume it can't be that far, when in reality, it is. So I I don't know where that parade is going to be. Not to put the cart before the horse, but it does feel like this is the Niners' year. We're going to talk to Emil Fergoso, our Sacktown Sports Sports Insider, or Niners Insider, at 11. We got two segments with him, so 30 minutes, so a lot of good stuff to get to with him because I think the Eagles are done. I, and, and they're not even – now they have the Seahawks, and that's a game where, okay, Geno didn't force it. Geno could come back. It's in Seattle. As much as a non-Seahawks fan like myself says, just lose, right? I mean, you're not doing anything this season. They got too much pride for that. The Eagles could mess around and lose this game, right? And I don't, and, and I don't know where. I know people were on David Carr, and we played the sound about Jalen Hurts playing injured. Okay, and he said some things before that about not being able to read defenses. That's what we were getting on him for. But as far as Jalen Hurts being injured, I mean, they're still running him with the football. So something has got to give. That offense, when is the last? They Both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown went off, quote-unquote, went off against the Niners because it was a blowout, right? But those guys never both have good games, it seems like to me. Either A.J. Brown gets shut down or Devontae Smith gets shut down. At least they got Goddard back. So I could could look crazy here in a couple weeks if the Eagles get going again, but it just hasn't looked good, and it's not going to get any easier for them. And the Niners have the tiebreaker. And now, after all this, you beat the Niners – in Philly without a QB. You got throttled by the Niners in Philly with the QB. Now, even if you get by, we could talk about the seating as we get closer to the playoffs. Now you, you'd you have to go to Santa Clara. You got to come to the Bay. So 
Eagles are in a tough spot. And as, as funny as it sounds, hey, win it while you're there. Go ask a Bills fan about winning it while you're there. Go ask a Bengals fan who now has an in Joe, Joe Burrow. I know it sounds silly, but this idea that, oh, we'll get back, you might not. This thing, the NFL, continues to change year in and year out, unless you have a Kyle Shanahan and a John Lynch and the roster that just never seems to age or, or get worse. You never seem to lose anybody. But that is, that is the exception to the rule. The Niners are the exception to the rule. The Niners' window should have been closed. They've had multiple windows, and I know that's why Niners fans are upset and confused because you got the bridesmaid every single year. You've made it to Super Bowls with with multiple coaches in multiple eras. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, the Kings beat the Suns with no Kevin Durant, and the Lakers win the in-season tournament. Did you have a problem with how LeBron celebrated? I didn't. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Just Styles today as Chris Watkins, who's in the YouTube chat, by the way, in the sack chat, by the way, hanging out in Vegas, enjoying the fruits of his labor and the Vikings getting a W. I mean, that might have been the game of the week right there. A W as we have a switch at producer. Simone just literally popped up like she was in an elevator. Simone is here. Thank you to Chris for a lot. Chris, go enjoy the rest of your day. We will talk soon, sir. As we take you up to 2 p.m., Emil Fergoso joins us in about 11 minutes and we will also have Jeff Young at 1 p.m. to talk Giants. Simone, hello. How are you? Hello. Good morning. Good to I'm uh back. yes, I'm you're back. You're back, right? Well, you were you were technically never here, so I was indisposed, yeah. Right. You were you were around, and now you are here. I'm back. There you go. As they have announced, they have announced the first ever all NBA in-season tournament team. This was announced about 30 minutes ago by Shams Sharania. The first ever all-NBA in-season tournament team, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Tyrese Halliburton, and, of course, LeBron James. So I'm doing a little bit of research here as I am breaking this whole thing down because uh, the question is, where is De'Aaron Fox? So from the first four games, I think the one person you would have that conversation about would be Kevin Durant. So I'm looking here and the game, the in-season tournament game, it it was close, right? So De'Aaron Fox, that game where the Pelicans, that game where the Pelicans beat the Kings, De'Aaron Fox had 30. He had 35 and four, right? And Kevin Durant had 31 points, seven rebounds, four assists. So he had one more point. It was a much closer game, I guess, and you played the Lakers. So is this a part of having a name? Probably. So if you had the same exact same exact average going into the knockout round, they both were averaging 34.5 points per game, and then you had KD, couple couple more rebounds, right? couple more rebounds, even though De'Aaron had more assists and KD scored one more point. But you did it against the Lakers, and it was a much closer game. I guess I get it. I guess I guess I get it. So De'Aaron Fox not on the All NBA team. I my my assumption is that they won't do a second second uh, or third All team. It's just going to be one. So 
there it is, right? And maybe we can tie a bow on it in the in-season tournament and call in if you want to be a part of the conversation. Just me today, so you will get through quickly. You will get through quickly. 916-339-1140. Did you have a problem with LeBron James and how we celebrated? Because I did not, okay? You won the in-season tournament. You had Anthony Davis saying, we know it's not the real one. I think LeBron kept it pretty chill. You walk into the locker room. They didn't even give you, there wasn't any expensive champagne in there. No no expensive champagne, anything like that. It was mini bottles, like what you get on an airplane, right? LeBron popped the bottle, okay? He is an ambassador of the game. They just won. And I go on social media, and all I see is, oh, my gosh, Jordan would never. Kobe would never, RIP. What is LeBron doing? My question, again, call in, 916-339-1140. What did you want LeBron to do? Walk in there, walk in there and say, hey, we're waiting for the real thing. Remember how everybody roasted Jimmy Butler for that? for not touching the Eastern Conference Championship trophy. He didn't want to hold it, and then they lost in the finals. Remember everybody roasting Jimmy Butler for that? What did you want LeBron to do? Say, hey, we're not, that's not the real thing. To to sit there and say, we don't care about this, even though we just won it? I did not think that LeBron did anything out of bounds, anything at all. What did you want him to do? It just sounds like people want to hate on LeBron, and that's fine. That's fine, but let's just be honest about it. Just You could, hey, just say, ah, LeBron just kind of bothers me. Did he really do anything wrong? Not really, but whatever. Whatever, right? That's fine. But to make it see, oh, my gosh, Jordan would never. We don't know because they're, you want, talk about Jordan Vegas, by the way. That would have been a sight to see, but we're not going to get into that. What did you want? What did you want? LeBron to do. 916-339-1140. Let's get out to Emmy who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Emmy? You're on Styles and Watkins. Just Styles today. Sacktown Sports. Hey, Styles. First of all, I'm a local Bay Area person like you. Second of all, I'm so happy for Sasha. His best game of the season and in his career on Friday night against the Suns. Another thing is, if the Niners were to have a parade, in the Bay Area, it would likely be either Santa Clara or San Jose, because San Jose is much bigger than Santa Clara. And when you said Warriors, they didn't have it in San in uh, Oakland and San Francisco. The last parade, they only had it in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I was watching it live. Right. No, thanks for the call, Emmy. Yeah, San Jose would make more sense for the parade. And and if you're just now tuning in, you're thinking, we're talking about parades with the Niners? Yeah, we are, because I think that the Eagles are cooked. And the Cowboys, may, are, are you any more scared of the – if you're a Niners fan, are you any more scared of the Cowboys now than you were when the Niners just blasted them all those weeks ago? I think they look better, but ultimately, I just I just don't believe in them. It's that simple. I just don't believe in them. So that's why we're talking parades. And the AFC is a complete mess. It's just a mess right now, okay? Are the Bills starting to turn it back around? It's possible, but I don't trust McDermott, and I don't really, tr- I still don't really trust Josh Allen. So that is why we're talking about parades, because I don't see anybody. Now, we're going to learn a lot on Christmas when Lamar Jackson comes to town with the Ravens and that, and that, and that defense. 
And now you have Likely, who is doing a good job in that Mark Andrews role. But I just got the Niners. So to answer Emmy's question, we'll get to the Sasha part of it because Sasha balling out 14 points off the bench. Maybe he shouldn't be on the bench anymore. Maybe somebody said that last week. Maybe that person is sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in right now talking. But we'll get into it when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Just Styles today, taking you up to 2 p.m. Chris Watkins is out. He will be back tomorrow, and we will have a lot to catch up on. This is actually the longest period of time that Chris and I, since we started the show, haven't really spoken to each other. Well, you know, you want to give. So basically, when we see different headlines, we'll send them back and forth. But, you know... You're on vacation. I didn't want to, you know, I'm just, I just sent them to myself instead. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, cross that line, right? Wait, I definitely texted Chris while he was on vacation. But I didn't want to text him about work. Okay, got you. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's been a little bit of a break. So he will be back. I'm excited to have him back in the building. And it's, I mean, it's been, it's one day here. It's one day I'm acting like he's been gone for a week or even two days, but he will be back tomorrow. We will talk about his time, his time in Vegas and what he thought of his Vikings benching Josh Dobbs and putting in Nick Money Mullins and what he thought from the Raiders side. I mean, I saw the skull chant happening in Vegas. I I don't know what they're going to do in Vegas. And, you know, I, I, a lot of Raider fans on my timeline, they're just complaining about it and this and that. I know when the Jets were in town, they were complaining about how, I, I forgot what bar it was, but some bar casino did a promo for the Jets. And people are saying, we're not going to, Raider fans, we're not going to take our money there anymore. Well, what do you expect them to do? What do you expect them to do? You, you got to get your money, man. The Vegas does not have any allegiance, no pun intended, to the Raiders. They don't. They have allegiance to money. That's how Vegas was created. So if there are a bunch of Jets fans coming to town or there are a bunch of Viking fans coming to town, you are darn right I'm going to have a Jets special or a Jets event. That's just what it is. So people are saying, the Raiders got to fix this. Davis, he's got to fix this. What do you want them to do? There's nothing that they can do. This is what he signed up for. This is part of it. And the A's, whenever they go in 2028, when, whenever it is, my daughter might be off to college by the time the A's actually play in Vegas. She's seven months right now. The same thing is going to happen there. So we'll talk to Chris about the ambiance. I went to a Raider game a couple of years back in Vegas. We'll, we'll talk to Chris about the ambiance. We'll get his whole breakdown tomorrow as we talk Kings and we talk Niners and all things NorCal sports. Do have a report here as I see the – Sack chat getting down talking about starting Sasha and Beamer beams or Beamley says, Hey, you can't start Sasha every single game. I agree. I've always been of the mindset. I, I think a lot of different, and I, maybe that's why I'm a Giants fan because that's what that's all they do. But I've always been of the mindset that you can have a fluctuating lineup to some degree. I always thought it could be dynamic. I always thought that. You know, if this matchup, somebody says, hey, do you want Sasha guarding Zion? No, no, I don't. But he doesn't have to start that game, right? And maybe it's not about starting. Maybe it's just about the minutes. You need more Sasha right now. That's what I think. And we're not going to get on Harrison Barnes because I was doing a lot of thinking about Harrison Barnes 
over this weekend. And when Chris last week did refer to him as the fifth option, it did change my mind just a little bit. I even had a buddy, and everybody wants to know, oh, Alan, you Sacramento through and through now? I even had a buddy who doesn't even live in California anymore. He's now in Oregon. And, you know, really good friend of mine, one of my best buds. And now he watches the Kings because he knows I'm doing this show. And he says to me, he says, you know, Alan, Harrison Barnes does have a lot of hockey assists, right? He does have a lot of passes that do lead to good offensive situations. And I thought, you know what? I mean, you're right. You know, and as a fifth option, if he truly is a fifth option in that starting lineup, you, you still need more from him. But are we being maybe a little hard on Harrison? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he makes, what, 17, 18 mil a year. Okay. I think you still need more from him. But is it a little bit overstated? Every time you lose a game, you want to point the finger. But maybe we need to watch the games in a different light, right? Maybe that's what Coach Mike Brown is seeing from him. Hockey assists. Things that I, I know the overused sports term. You know I love them. Things that don't show up in the scorebook. Maybe. I don't know, but I thought it was interesting for somebody with an outside perspective that doesn't have a negative feeling about Harrison Barnes to say that to me. So maybe, but what we do know is that Sasha Vazankov definitely needs more minutes. And speaking of, as we see, hey, open up the Brinks truck. That's what the Giants were supposed to do. P.J. Tucker, this is being reported by Shams, of course. P.J. Tucker is frustrated with his role with the Clippers. And this is a quote from Shams. Both sides are discussing ways to resolve a role for him there or elsewhere. That is according to league sources, and that is per Shams. P.J. Tucker, does that move you, Kings fans? Right? He's one of those guys. What does he go? 6'5", but he's a, a random center. He's got every Kobe shoe that's been created. He's supposed to make the corner threes. I don't know if he actually makes them anymore in his career. But he's a dog, right? He's definitely going to give you that grit. He's definitely going to give you more of that edge that Trey Lyles does as well. If you could just pick him up and you don't lose anybody, why not? Why not? I would say why not. I'm not giving anybody up for him. But if it's, hey, we're just going to move on from P.J., second round, something like that. I don't even know if you want to give up a second rounder, to be honest. But if you could get P.J. and not give up anything, I think everybody would take him, right? Not to compare him to a car, but, you know, you ever see a car that you don't love? My, my dad would always say this, too. You see a car, and it'd be a nice car, right? Even a car that, not to say you couldn't afford, but not a car that is a, a bucket or, or a lemon or anything like that. And he would see the car and say, Dad, would you would you want that car, right? Because he's big, big Corvettes, things like that. Would you want that car? Not a Corvette. Or maybe it's a, a weird color. I mean, I'd take it if somebody gave it to me, but I wouldn't buy it. That's kind of like P.J. Tucker to me, right? I, if, if you want to just move on from P.J. and it's cash or whatever, okay. But you obviously are not giving up anybody that you think can, can make a change on the Kings right now for P.J. But would I take him on the team? Sure. I think he adds some grit. I think he adds some defensive tenacity. I probably need to watch some film on him because clearly he's not getting any playing time right now. But I would be interested. I would be intrigued to see how that would look. Why not? Why not? As we talk Kings as well, beat the Suns, De'Aaron Fox. And as I talk about Brock Purdy and everybody saying he's underrated, he's not being talked about enough, I do the same thing with De'Aaron Fox. But the difference is De'Aaron Fox dropped 23 points in the fourth quarter. 23 points in the fourth quarter. 
I go to Bleacher Report, and the first tweet I see is Dylan Brooks doing a stare down. Did you see that, Simone? Dylan Brooks doing a stare down. I think he, I think he was in Denver doing a stare down with the crowd and Jamal Murray messing with him. That's the first tweet I see from the from that slate of games. The first slate I see, the first tweet I see from that slate of games, nothing. The only thing I saw on De'Aaron Fox was he was part of a thread from the NBA for people that balled out on that night. And he had a, you know, his post along with others. But I saw nothing from SportsCenter. I saw nothing. This guy is a reigning clutch player of the year. Right, everybody likes to get on whether you're clutch or not. This is what De'Ar- this is who De'Aaron Fox is against Devin Booker. No, there was no Kevin Durant, but Devin Booker was balling out too. No, no posts whatsoever besides the NBA, and it wasn't even a De'Aaron focused post. It was everybody who played decently. And Bleacher Report has Dylan Brooks the first post. What are we doing? So I'm not trying to separate that from the Brock Purdy situation, but I do feel like things could be worse. Things could be worse. If you're a Brock Purdy fan, things could be worse. Mitch, I see you on the line. We'll get to you after the break. More of your calls, 916-339-1140 as we take you up to 2 p.m. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.